guys. How you going? We are your isolation whores. <laughs> How you going, montages? This is the 80s montage. Welcome back. We're doing something a little bit different tonight, aren't we, Sammy? We certainly are. We have had to do something different, haven't we? Now, what normally happens is I drive out to the band room. That's right. And I'm in a separate studio. Um, but because, hang on, I'm just about to, hey, pop the champagne. Oh. <laughs> just, just uh, ha- happy Easter while we're on oh the Oh, my subject. God, happy That's, Easter. You know, I'm not an alcoholic drinking on my own. <clears throat> I but, completely um, it forgot. It is Easter after all. It is Easter. Yeah, That's there right. We go. So, um, yeah, we um, thought we'd do something different. I am recording from my studio at home. Yes. And Sammy and Maddie are in the band room on the other side of town. Naked. So we're, we're yeah, naked. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have a shirt on and no bottom, so I'm doing a Humphrey. <laughs> So you're going to touch yourself up during the set. That's, oh, Matty's showing his nipple oh, already. Hopefully yeah. it was his nipple. Far out. Hope. He's been stretching them by the looks of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't age a great well, fucking thing, eh? So the show, of course, is 80s montage. The band that we do is Rewind 80s. Mm. But, um, but. The, the podcast show is our one and only focus these days because all of our gigs are cancelled due right. to the pandemic. Yes. Yes. And, and before yep. we get on to that, how are you feeling about the whole isolation thing? Because we are going to look back at this in 12 months and go, oh, my God, remember that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty weird, pretty weird. Um, I mean, it's only been sort of – it's been three weeks for me. It's, it's only been sort of two weeks like full on – Lockdown for mm. everyone else. Yeah. Um, but I had the option to isolate from work uh, in that extra week there. And I, I don't know, because I, I guess from being a singer and you're always funny about sort of getting getting sick and um, yeah. protecting your voice and all that kind of thing, I was like, cool, okay, I'll work from home. So I just like, you know, my isolation started uh, straight away Um and, yeah, it's starting to get to me, I've got to say. Mm. Like it's sort of – it's like living in a space shuttle or something. It's really weird. It's like, right, okay, what's the time? Time for some exercise. And then you'll like do some exercise. Great, okay, what are we going to do now? Like time to um, learn a new skill and then you'll do – so, you know, I'm doing things like – it's really weird. Like I'm, I'm doing. I've, I'm learning guitar. I've got my guitar right here. I was playing guitar right before I called you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning how to speak Greek. Oh my god! Learning how to speak Greek. I can yeah, do the alphabet. So I'm sort of. Ena, beta, I, I, kappa, delta. Ah, do 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 Alpha, beta, gamma, delta. I don't remember. Exilon. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Sexy land. Sexy land. Yeah, sexy land. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's sort of weird. Like um, I, I did sort of had a Mika and I have had a few conversations because we're like, you know, why are we acting like this? And then we'll realise, oh, it's because we haven't, you know, our lo- our lives have dramatically shifted. And sort of when when you're in your house, you don't realise it because you're like you're in your little cave mm. and you're surrounded by your your things and everything. But then you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, let's go to the SP for a drink. Oh, no, we can't That's do that. Right. Oh, let's go and see a gig. Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. How about how about um, you guys? 
So, and then last night I sat there and because um, Wentworth are doing um, some live Zooms with the members or the actors in the show and that yeah. was just really nice to watch Kate and Pamela in that because I'm missing that set a lot as well and all the stuff that I felt with that. Like yeah. with Wentworth, that was quite supportive as far as where I think I should be in the world. Do you know what I mean? I'm not just yeah, in a venue yeah. singing songs. I'm on the world fucking stage, you know. So yeah, I yeah, felt yeah, a little bit right. sad and, and missed everyone and it was just nice to see those two being so funny. They were so funny and cheerful. Um <laughs> But, yeah, I do miss that because every week I would get paid to be on Wentworth and people don't – and the arts is in such a, a tailspin at the moment because people think we do it for fucking nothing, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we're not famous and we're not this high-profile person, oh, well, they must be just loving it. It's not about that. There are 110,000 musicians, professional, that don't go and do anything else. But, Sammy, it's not just the musicians that are sort of on stage or behind the mic or behind the instrument. It's the people working in the recording studios. It's totally. people uh, doing lighting. It's people mixing. Yep. It's people like roadies. Yep. You know, all the all the kind of backing production team, um, all of those people as well. Mm. You know, mm. you know, it's it's um it's all the uh, I guess the silent uh, people in the in the in the periphery of what we do. Totally. Not that they're at the periphery, but I'm I'm saying they're not. Um, you know, we're the we're the we're the visual ones. We're the we're the ones that you can see and hear. They're the ones mm. that support our industry, but they're uh, they're out of work as well. It's horrible. Absolutely, because um, in Australia we're only paying people that have been working with someone for 12 months. Now everyone's co- subcontractors yeah. or yeah. sole traders and you very rarely work on something for three or four months. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Wentworth is four or five months this year. Last year it was yeah, three. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And I'm, I don't know, I think we're going to look back at this in a year and go, oh, my God, remember when that happened? And be quite tested by it. It's completely, uh, I mean, I sort of look at both sides of my artistic uh, um, endeavours, I guess. One one side being acting and the other music. Um, both are completely decimated. Totally. But um, um, dr- the drama industry, the acting industry and um, drama production is completely flattened. Yeah. Completely flattened. I mean, how you meant to make... You know, theatre out the door. Totally. You know, theatre completely out the door because you need the audience. Um, And in terms of uh, film or TV, how are you meant to shoot anything with no crew? How are you meant to shoot anything with no supporting supporting cast exactly you know so so it's completely flattened that industry and um, I I think um, in terms of being a muso in a way we're a little bit lucky because at least we can record at least we can record stuff That's and, right. and write stuff yeah, yeah. but i mean um um really any any of the work that we do do is not it will not be paid work it'll be uh, you know the preparation mm. and um this this will purely be a time of uh preparation for for all artists you know yeah Absolutely. But um, that, this is why we wanted to run this show tonight, which was about 
offline entertainment in the eighties. Yeah. So so um I I guess what what led us to this. Um, the theme being offline entertainment is there's only so much Netflix that you can watch. There's only so much you can go on your phone before you start going crazy. And we have noticed this. We've really discovered this in the last couple of weeks. Mm. People have really saturated sort of, uh, you know, watching films, watching TV, watching series, uh, Googling on their phones, watch, you know, watching all st- kinds of stuff and, and Googling. And um, they're actually starting to turn away from that mm. and um, reconnect with, I guess, a lot of old-fashioned things. Absolutely. And they're actually things that we used to do before the internet to um, to keep ourselves occupied, you know, to, to um, entertain ourselves. Exactly. Like apparently jigsaw puzzles have been sold out all around Australia. I went to buy a jigsaw the other day. <laughs> yeah. I went to Kmart. I went to Big W. I went to Games World. Um, and, uh, also Maya as well. And there were no jigsaw. So, so (laughs) this is the thing people have like, you know, it's gone from toilet paper to flour to pasta to jigsaws. Yeah. In terms, in terms of people buy, people buying them and hoarding them, I managed to get my hands on two jigsaws. Both are a thousand pieces. Lovely. Um, one of them is uh, like a, a a sort of um, you know, landscape of Santorini. Nice. So all the sort of white. Yeah. Well, that'd white be tricky. It'd be all white in areas. Yeah, it's all white and blue. Wow. Yeah, like my balls. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, the the other one is Alcatraz. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was looking at a few things that we used to do in the eighties. Not only for entertainment, but just relied on a lot. Yep. Something like the Melways, for instance. Yes. We never – if you picked up a Melways in front of your kids, no, they you, would look you at said, you like you were an alien. Yeah, yeah. If you said to a millennial, oh, the Melways, they'd be, what the fuck are you talking exactly. about? I had, I had a millennial say to me um, – what did people used to do before Google Maps? <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I was like, read the fucking map. Yeah, read read a map. That's right. Oh, oh, but what? Like, what if the map runs out? I'd go. You turn the pa- I, and then I had to explain what a Melways was. Wow. Well, that's yeah. right. And so, of course, in in Sydney they had Sidways, I believe. Yes. And in Brisbane they had UBD, I believe. Yeah. Good memory, babe. Yeah, something like good that. Good memory, absolutely. And if you if you were drive, remember if you would drive out to a new estate, it wouldn't be in the Melways. You'd be fucked. Have you got any friends that you know of that still use a Melways? God no, I don't think. See, I so. do. Oh really? Yeah, I'm at that age where um, I do have a couple of hippie friends that would still open up their their glove box and get out the Melways. Really? And one of them is my girlfriend who runs the music school. Pretty much, it was it was um, much more fucking dangerous dangerous than being on your it, phone. It was, really, well, wasn't it? Exactly, flicking through. You were trying to read it and drive and eat your Big Mac at the same time. Yeah, you know it's pretty hard to be. You know, yeah. but Melways I think was great. And um, did you have anything that you used to do that kids are going back to? Like we did. 
see board games have come back in again. I actually, um, you know, because I've gone through and gone crazy and played all my vinyls, like, you know, gone right through. So I'm sort of, I know exactly, because it got to a stage where I didn't know what I had in mm. terms of my vinyls. Mm. Um, and I would I would go to buy something in a shop and be like, oh, I'll just keep my eye on that. And then I'd get home that day and there would be sitting in my collection. I'd already bought it. And so now I've gone through and, and um, um really rediscovered all my vinyls but what I've what I've actually done I open all the other drawers in my um entertainment unit full of DVDs that I have not touched for years right yeah and I was like oh shit because you can't stream ev- everything no you can't um and so I was pouring through the DVDs going and having having a look and it led me on to uh video stores video libraries yeah right of course can you remember how huge Blockbuster Video and Video Easy were? Huge. I think even 20 they did a they did some kind of a survey. Even 20 years ago, there were 2600 video stores throughout Australia. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. And now it's less than I think there are 11. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was actually one in Thoreau where we we um, we toured to at the end of last year. Ah, oh, okay. And um, which is a coastal town in New South Wales for those just joining us, um, and just south of Sydney. And they they had a um, a video store that was in operation for thirty six years that just closed its doors. I think I, I saw think that on the news or just something. Just last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, oh, can you? Can you remember how exciting it was going to the video store and pouring through? Because it wasn't just new releases. No, it wasn't. There were, it was like a library, like a, you know, like a proper library. So you're sort of pouring through all these old uh, videos and DVDs and it was incredible. Well, in the 80s it was just videos, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and, and they used to have like maybe 20 copies of the latest movie. Yeah. Um. And I'm just trying to think of a movie that they needed 20 copies of off the top of my head. Oh, it'd be things like it'd be things like um, uh, twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger and yeah, Danny yeah, and, you know, like blockbuster Ivan Reitman films and you know. Oh well, that's that true too. But definitely, um, bloody what's that Ivan Reitman film? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters might Ghostbusters. have been alright. Um, no, what? What's the bloody? What's the thing where he's the machine? What's that shit movie? Oh, Terminator. Terminator. Was that eighties? That's yeah. That's um, uh, James Cameron. Oh, James Cameron. Sorry. Yeah. Well, they yeah, would have had no, that no, up no. there. Um, anything that was hot, you know. Oh fuck yeah! There would have been like twenty copies, or it, like if you were in a small town like me. If that would have only been like six copies and you would have – on the day that it came out. Yeah. Or you – I remember you could ring ahead and put them aside, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you could ring ahead and put them aside and then go and pick them up and they'd only hold them for an hour or whatever. Now, I seem to remember there being a porno section in video libraries. Am I right in yes, saying that? Was. <laughs> because my dad used to walk us very fast past that section. I used to work in a video store in Brisbane mm-hmm. years ago when I was at uni and um, not, for <laughs> not for very long. Okay. Um, what did you and, do? Um, oh, no, I can just remember 
<laughs> yeah. I can just remember um, pervy guys hanging out down at the back in the in the porno section like for hours. Mm. And then, you know, there'd be those deals where you could get like bloody 10 videos for 10 bucks and yes. then come up with like 10 pornos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you right. Know? Oh, wow. Like, far out. Dirty but, monkeys. Um, but look, video stores were massive. I even remember when I lived in Pran in, here in Melbourne. Yes. Um, just off Greville Street, and there was a blockbuster video. I used to go there too. Just down from Revolver. Yep. And it was pumping. It was like a club. It was, you know? yeah, like, it was. What else were you meant to do before streaming? You had to go in and um, hire videos, you know. That's right. And if you loved the movie and, and, and it was like a library where if you were late with getting the video back, they charged you. They, that is actually what, um, what started Netflix. So before Netflix was a streaming site, it was mm. like a mail, a mail order video service where. Ah, um, yes. Remember you used to be able to do that? Yeah. So instead of video stores, you could go um, you could go and order videos over the phone and they would send them out to you. And so you just watch them at your own leisure and whenever you sent them back, you weren't allowed to um, basically uh, hire any more until you sent those others back. Was that a 90s thing? Um, that might have been, but that, this is what sort of killed videos off because the person that had the idea for Netflix, the first site that used to do this, Mm. um, had, had just been whacked like 40 bucks or something in, um, in late fees for videos. And it was because of this, he was like, ah, that is so fucking ridiculous. So it was, uh, I think, um. Um, video stores used to make millions. Yeah, that's right. In in late fees. Yeah. In late fees. Mm. It was nuts. Absolutely. Well, all a bit greedy. All a bit greedy, it, I yeah, think. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So I, like you, used to work at a video library. I used to work at a Rabbit Photo Express photo oh, lab. Wow. Yeah. Did you really? I did. Did you get to, did you get to see everybody's photos? I got to see everybody's photos, and in the <laughs> and I can tell you what's what was big in the eighties were horny, dirty moles sitting on washing machines with their leg up, oh. turning them on and taking fucking nude photos of their gash. That was a really <laughs> big thing. Having oh, dirty whores on the back. washing machine <laughs> and them showing you their gash, and we used to hey. deliver it, and I used to be like, oh, another fucking slut. Another slut. You'd be like, right? uh, as you'd hand it back, you'd be like, um, so did you have it on a quick spin? Rinse yeah, that's <laughs> right. Hey. Oh, you know what? They were never embarrassed though, ever embarrassed about it. Nah, nah. But I used to, del- like I got to the stage where I was on the machine and I was printing them up. Now, kids of today without their phones are fucked because yep. they wouldn't even understand the process of taking a film into the shop Going um, and saying, "Yeah, I'll be back in an hour." You know, the hour yeah, we but, had. But even even putting the film into the, the camera, camera, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. They wouldn't even know what it, that looked like. And remember, on certain cameras, having to put the film in, and you would have to wind a little bit of the film 
and you'd have to sort of wind it in. That's right. Do you remember doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you had to because. Oh, hell, how stressful. But how many times did you drop the film out of the camera and fuck the film? And that yeah. was 20 bucks down the drain. Or maybe it was yeah. five bucks then, but it was still a lot of money. But you would fucking take, and I, I think they used to do them in, uh, there were different size film cartridges. So there'd be 12 photos, 24 or 36, I think. That's right. Yep, from memory. That's right. Is that right? Yep, that's yeah. right. Yep. And, um, you know, you never knew what you were taking. It would have been a miracle if you had a, it would have been a miracle if you had got a decent photo out of that. You know, you might have got like one, if not two, good photos out of that. Well, you'd whole be you'd be film. hoping for one, absolutely. You'd be yeah. hoping for one shot. And I remember being photographed by photographers like Bill on film. You know yeah. what I mean? And and he'd do this thing in the eighties. Might have been late eighties, early nineties, where he would put slide film through a C forty one process, and it would make the colours richer. Yeah, so right. it was like. You know, when you make your colours richer on your phone, yeah. it was the way to do it manually where you did a C41 process uh, but it was a slide film. So the slide film was a lot more vibrant um, and it used to fuck the machines because people tried doing this in the 80s and the 90s and it used to fuck the machines because it was oh, a shit. different chemical for a different film which meant that it, they would react to each other. So there was this whole bloody thing that used to happen and fuck the machines, right, oh, uh, which is interesting. And um, But a lot of people in the 80s, because I was in the Clayton area, when yep. their relatives would die, they would take photos of them dead and I'd have to watch all these dead people go along the conveyor belt. Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, right, casket, Jesus. all made up, dead. <laughs> right? Jesus. That's scary. And I would be like, oh, my God, I can't work here anymore. Anyway, one year, <laughs> one year, because I was at Rabbit Express, we had a, a rabbit yep. and um, they wanted me to dress up as a rabbit for Easter, which is appropriate because this was one <laughs> Easter. So I had this big red rabbit freaking costume on and I went out. It was Oakley Central, if anyone knows it. used to be pretty happening in the 80s. And I'd go out and give out Easter eggs and I was so embarrassed as a kid to do that because <laughs> I'd see all my school friends walking past me and but they never knew it was me, you know. Yeah. But yeah. photographs were, were, were so much harder. I mean, even if you go to the 110 films, which were the little thin cameras. Yeah. They'd never fucking give a good photo, you know. I remember those as well. They were shit outs. Shit outs. But they, it was just more convenient. You could possibly put them in your bag rather than this big bulky camera. Absolutely. So, I mean, they're yeah. just the, the things that we used to do Yeah. to yeah. get a good shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, another thing that I've really noticed is um, just during this isolation mm. is how um, people have turned back to books and magazines Yes. Now we don't. We you know we always hear and and um, we hear pe people talking about the death of print media and all of that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so um, one thing that was absolutely massive in the eighties, magazines and totally. comics. Totally. Magazines and comics. I used to have several magazine subscriptions. I don't now. I, I have it all. They're, they're all digital. Yeah, that's right. 
I used to get Rolling Stone. I used to get Men's Health. I used to get this. I used to get that. You know, mm. Victorian um, Victorian hunters and shooters. I used to get that. <laughs> you no, did I didn't. not. As if I know, right? No way. No hunters and yeah. shooters. Well, but um, as a kid, I used to live by Smash Hits and Video Hits. Remember amazing them? magazines. Yeah. Incredible magazines. Smash Hits yeah. was an English magazine. Um, it was, wasn't it? I think I watched an, an interview with someone that did Smash Hits and basically it tried to get on through the 90s but the acts weren't as, as great. The acts no. were only doing one or two singles so there was nothing pop starish about anyone anymore. Um, no. See, those magazines died first of all when bands started dying. That's right. Um. And, you know, sort of DJs and soloists took over. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you know, what, what would have driven the, the, the final coffin nail in is digital. You know, so those um, – bless you, Maddie. So those um, – Bless you. <laughs> those <laughs> – <laughs> But we can, though. <laughs> um, yeah, but we can. <laughs> And he's um, trying to tell us that no one else can hear him, but we can hear yeah. him because we're on a three-way conference call. Maddie's like our Jiminy Cricket. We can just hear him in our ear. It's uh, all getting yeah. cut. <laughs> it's funny, but. Um, so I used to live by smash hits. Loved like it. used to pour through the magazines, like cut out my favourite artists, you know, um, uh, cover my books with it. Can, did you used to do that? Like cut out all your favourite artists and oh, cover your and, books and with yeah, it? Oh, and yeah, what did you call that? Clear stuff? Oh, contact. contact. Oh, yeah, I used yeah. to go out and get – I get get my mum to buy me contact and I'd cut yeah. up all the pictures of the pop stars and put them – excuse me, first burp – put them on my hey. folders and yeah. just contact them all or my exercise books. Yeah. Made you so, feel so much better about going to school. Well, oh, yeah, sticker sheets. Remember yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, they did. Fuck yeah. They did. And, and um, if you were smart, like bands and stuff who were uh, doing merch for kids, they'd do like um, uh, stickers, just just um, the fan clubs. The fan clubs would release sticker sheets. Well, yeah, I just I, – I absolutely think fan clubs were something that was so different because we used to pay money to – be in a fan club it was five dollars or something and you would get a letter with some photos that were signed information about the band um which i had a look at the duran duran fan club from 1984 yeah it was quite interesting because they you know it was like john taylor waters his plants you know and then you'd see johnny water in his plants so it was stuff that um people would want to hear about uh, but in about 1984, they started telling the fans who they were getting married to and stuff, which I found was really funny. Oh, but they, right. They okay. But I do want to touch on a magazine that I used to read as a little girl, and yep. that was Dolly Magazine. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you heard of Dolly? Was Dolly – yeah, of course. I, I remember Dolly Doctor. <laughs> well, Remember I, people used to – Mate, People used to write in. I just and, happened uh, to have the top 17 questions on fuck, Dolly Doctor. Let's Dopter. do this. Rightio. Let's do this. Are you this. ready? Now, Dolly Doctor, yes. you explain what Dolly Doctor was. It was basically like before um, 
before people could, you know, speak to a counsellor or whatever, they could write into Dolly Doctor and anonymously mm. and either talk about embarrassing shit that had happened and just get people to reflect on it or they could ask for sort of medical advice or, you know, ah, oh, I got, I got, Oh, got my period last week and, you know, the doctor would be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because we all thought kind of we were going to die the first time you yeah. get your period. Yeah, I'm bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. I told my dad before I told my mum, I think, yeah. from memory. Yeah. Or maybe I did I remember, tell my mum. Because I didn't have any sisters, right? I had three elder brothers. Yeah. And I thought, fuck, I wonder what it's like being a chick. And I I'd, um, I read Dolly Doctor and I'd be like, fuck, it is awesome being a dude. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic great being promo. a guy. But Dolly, there <laughs> oh, used to no. be, um, I think it was a sealed section as well. Oh, there where was. Where you open it up and there'd be all this hardcore vagina and cock for days, you know? Yeah. You know? like that's, Does your veg that was, look white or does it look it was, pink? Yeah, is your vag pink or has it got like cottage cheese coming out? <laughs> I know, right? And it'd anyway, be like, so it'd be like, you know, here's a venereal disease, and it'd be like, wah, like. <laughs> oh no, I love it. So anyway, I'm going to read you out a couple a of questions now. This one question I read out reminds me of something that happened to me when I was a kid. I'm just going to find it. <laughs> um, they, they were always classic, weren't they? Oh, it was fantastic. So you can find this on Google, the top 17, was top 20 questions, Dolly Doctor, you know, because Dolly Doctor was quite confronting, but they never really went stupid on the kids, you know. Is it okay to love my cousin? Question mark. Oh, fuck. Could, were they from Tasmania? Yeah. Could you tell me if... People ever marry their cousins? Question. Oh, they do though. Exactly. Is They're it wrong? allowed to. That's right. Is it wrong to be in love with your first cousin? I am 18 and I am attracted to my cousin who is six years oh. older than me and I don't know what to do about it. Would it be considered incest if I married him and had his children? No. Question mark. Could you tell me if people ever marry their cousins? <laughs> now the answer was... Yes, marriage between cousins does happen and it's quite legal. The other good news is that you won't be committing incest if you married your cousin. Incest is generally defined as sex occurring between an adult member and an underage member of the same family. No. Incest incest yeah, in generally um, yeah. defined Have you got your pants off, Maddie? Yeah. I have. <laughs> Anyway, and then it's like um, it says uh, you and your cousin certainly don't fit into that category. If you have any legal questions, they can be answered by a chamber magistrate at your local courthouse. You know, I don't think that's great advice because, it, like, there, there should be some level of, like, however, yeah. it may not go down particularly your well. Your relatives with, you may know, hate your guts. That, yeah, yeah. They, they may call you an inbred, you know. <laughs> oh, well, that's gosh. it. What about this one? To spit or swallow? Question mark. 
Oh, Jesus. Should I swallow, swallow. the semen or spit it out? Swallow or swallow or spit it into someone else's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said this lovely little girl says she's probably fourteen. By the by the way, I have have I have sex regularly and often get embarrassed about oral sex. Can you tell me what I should do when the guy ejaculates? Should I swallow the semen or spit it out? If I swallow it, what happens to it? Confused. Okay, so the answer you is... Go, you go home with something warm in your stomach. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's absolutely what happens if you swallow true. It. Um, Far out. So the answer is there are no rules about what to do. You can spit the semen out if you don't like to swallow. It's your See, choice. Once, <laughs> once again, they should say, you can spit it out if you want to, <laughs> but if you want a se- if you want a second date, you should swallow. <laughs> <laughs> as this as this is often that's, seen that's, as a sign of rejection. <laughs> that's Fucking always hell. been my rule. I Absolutely. needed to bloody be answering these. Oh, I, <laughs> I remember I mean? there was one. <laughs> I remember this to the day. I remember this to the day. Yeah. There was one Dolly Doctor where a girl. A girl was saying that she went and had dinner at her boyfriend's parents' house yep. and they were rich and they had a really big house <laughs> and um, she was busting to the toilet when she got there but she was too embarrassed to ask where the toilet was. Yep. And um, eventually she said, um, she said something, she, she said, she said something like, oh, um, I just need to go to the bath. She, she was too embarrassed to say she needed to go, to go to the toilet. So she held it for as long as she could. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, I just need to go and wash my hands. And they said, oh, you can just wash your hands. Just go down there and, and take a right. And she went down there and it was um, – it didn't have a toilet in it. It was just a shower with a basin. Oh, no. There was no toilet and she freaked out, what am I going to do? I'm going to look like an idiot. So what does she do? But gets up, takes her knickers down, gets up into the sink and (laughs) whatever the configuration of the basin was, she was sort of like kangarooing down into the basin, having a piss and she slipped and knocked herself out (laughs) and and woke up in a- Woke up in a pool of piss with the with the guy's um, with the guy's mother waking her up like, oh, darling, are you all right? Looks like you've had an accident. <laughs> She's like drenched in her own shit. Have I ever? Bloody oath. So this is another question. This yeah. reminded me of me, <laughs> right? This was the question that I that I read and I went, oh my god, this could have been me. I yeah. heard you can damage your reproductive system if you water ski without a wetsuit. Are my ovaries okay? Right? Jesus. So she goes to say, I've heard that could you damage your reproductive system if you water ski without a wetsuit on. Is this true? I've been skiing without one and I've had cramps near my ovaries. Should I have a (laughs) checkup? I don't want to because my parents don't know that I've been skiing and would be angry if they found out. They're going to be more angry when she gives birth to a mermaid. (laughs) Okay, so skiing, yeah, what yes. skiing is she talking about? She actually is talking about water skiing. 
that was Maddie in the background feeding us information because that's mm. where his head goes. Um, <laughs> and all of us have done a bit of skiing in our time, or maybe not. And, hey. and um, anyway, so I went to, I think it was Dream World or Sea World, okay? Now, yep. I had this new pair of bikinis. I was about 11 and we went to SeaWorld and there was this full-on water slide that was on a bloody straight angle. Like you just went, yep. like you went <laughs> about 120 k's an hour down this water slide. Yep. It was called the big fucking speedy water slide, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so the I... The big um, speedy water slide. Hey, matey, have you got $2? <laughs> <laughs> you got... <laughs> Exactly <laughs> on your way up right. there, there's on your way up there, there's just like junkies. But like, hey mate, can I just have another two dollars for nappies oh, for my baby? It was fucking <laughs> the funniest thing. So you paid you paid probably two bucks to go on this slide. It was so fast that my bikini went up my clacker, like it went up my vagina. Right, I nearly lost my whole bikini bottom because the speed went through your legs and attacked your vagina. It was like a fucking – the water ran up your vagina so hard you could feel it in your stomach, right? You would have been on that ride all day. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I was too young to know how good that was. But anyway, Ugh. I got off and I remember feeling like I was going to faint. And I remember Ugh, going, again. who am I going to tell? I've just had this water go up so fast that I think I've damaged my inside. So I totally oh, understand this question. Yeah. Um, and then ah. <laughs> and, and the answer is it's very unlikely that you have damaged your reproductive system by water skiing without a wetsuit. I guess you've yeah. worried about a jet of water entering your vagina, which is exactly what happened to me on this water slide. <laughs> Even when your legs are apart, which is what happens on a water slide, your legs don't stay together, they fly apart. On the skis, That's right. your, <laughs> your vulva, vulva, <laughs> your vulva, your vulva, volio, vagina entrance your stays fairly well closed. However, a, a sudden rush of air into your vagina can be harmful, <laughs> not by Jesus. damaging your reproductive system. <laughs> But by causing collapse. Okay, I haven't even read this question, right? And I felt like I was going to faint when it happened to me, right? A sudden yep. rush of cold water, if it was to get in, could possibly have the same effect. So it may be safer, in fact, to wear a wetsuit. I don't think you right. need a checkup on account of skiing. If your pains persist, they're probably due to some other problem. That is exactly what happened to me on a water slide when I was little. Wow. Not only the humiliation of having your bikini around your fucking neck when you got off the slide, <laughs> right? My bikini top, my tits were out, my bikini top was wrapped around my neck and the bikini wasn't on anymore. It was the most ridiculous water slide I've ever been on. Yeah, you also had a litre of bloody seawater up your face. Oh, I had seawater up me clacker. <laughs> so there you go, Dolly Doctor. Now before... We could afford a therapist or we could tell our friends we had Dolly Doctor. Yeah, and just let everybody else read about it. That, you know, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a great idea. I know. But, I mean, right? yeah, they, they were very candid. Yeah. They were very candid. They were, uh, yeah, scarily real. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you were talking about water skiing, that reminded me of a huge pastime in my small town up north mm-hmm. um, that the kids used to get up to and my brothers used to love, and that was uh, roller skating. Yeah. Going going to the skating rink. It was huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. And actually and we meeting used to, um, new people. Yeah, that's right. Like it was it was like a sort of nightclub but for kids. Yeah. Um but it was I mean pretty much anybody could go to the skating rink at any time. So you had sort of this situation where it was a bit clubby like you would kind of you dress up definitely. It, you know, it wasn't school, so you dress up. Um, and there'd be like like loud pumping music as well. I see um, red, I see red, I see red. Fuck I see yeah, red, they I used red, to do. I see red. Yeah, they used to do I the speed red. skating and put I see red on. And you know what? That's That'll right. be in the background. Yeah, god yeah. So um, it was a situation where there was a bit of sort of multi generational. Uh, socialising happening. It was amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you know, girls would meet dudes that were potentially at uni or kind of out in the workforce. There or was a like, few little you know. oldies, weren't there? Yeah. Because it was cool and to want to root oldies in the 80s too. Well, you know what used to happen? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can only and it wasn't imagine. me. Okay. It wasn't me. It was my brother. Right. But um, my bro- there was a young, hot teacher apparently at a neighbouring school mm-hmm. and um, teaching at a neighbouring school and my brother th- – and look, <laughs> this, is, this is fucking 30 years ago, 35 no years ago. no one's ashamed. Don't bother chasing it up now, yeah. authorities. It's too late. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so he was in year 12 or something and she was like a – you know, she was like a um, doing her placement or whatever. So she she probably was only sort of three or four years older than him, but she was teaching at a neighbouring school. They met at the skating rink, mm. and he used to go and uh, visit her for a bit of sex education. <laughs> Are you with me? Do you yeah. know what? This is before yeah. those rules came in, right? Because I yes. had a PE teacher that had the hots for me big time. Big time. And yeah. when we went on a school camp, he would flirt with me like no tomorrow, right? Yeah. And it's probably not the best thing to mention now, but it used to happen. Yeah. There were no rules. God, yeah. Mate, I had all kinds of um, inappropriate things happen to me by teachers. I can tell you what. And I wasn't ready for it, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Like if I if I'd have been sort of me now, I would have been like, hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have been like, hey, Yeah. <laughs> oh God. But like at the time, I I was just like, fucking what? You know, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, it was it was hardcore. But even um, you know what I I've I've learned, and I learned this from some people in my family. Mm. People loved to answer the phones in the 80s, right? If the phone rang at your house, it was like, who was the first to get it? Who the fuck was it? How did they get our number? And, oh, my God, it was the biggest exciting thing to happen. Nowadays, you can ring someone's mobile and they won't even fucking pick it up. 
Yeah, yeah. You must be ringing my bu- mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even bother, but it, it's like, <laughs> I think, no, 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 nothing like that. It's SMSs now, but in the 80s, it was exciting to get a phone call. And I used to I used to fall asleep on the phone talking to my friends. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. The thought of that is ridiculous. I, I hate being on the phone now. Yeah. My phone conversations, if they go above two minutes, there's something going on. Unless I'm talking to my mum and it's a big catch-up or a member of my family and it's like, it's different, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But like no- normal sort of day-to-day phone calls, if they go for more than two minutes, there's something wrong. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like sort of back in the day, in the 80s, sitting on the phone was like, the greatest of pleasure, wasn't it? Absolutely. And also answering the front door. Fuck yeah, that's another one. Answering the front door, it was the first to get to the front door. And well, now, like, your mum would have a cake come out to, to greet the fucking neighbours with some cake and chocolates and shit like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Now we're, like, fucking ducking down and going under the couch and working out who the fuck it is. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want anyone knocking at your door. So that was really interesting. Well, we lived on a farm, so we had this sort of massive driveway. Mm. So there was no sort of – you wouldn't – if if um, if they were knocking at the door, it would have meant that you'd left your guard down. Like, it, you know, the first, first sight of somebody um, coming onto our farm would have been somebody driving up the driveway and that was like a major event, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, oh, my God, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. And was it yeah. always someone really cool or? No, not always. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. Now, I used to have a thing um, – A lot of these board games and stuff, we might just have to mention that a lot of them were invented in the 60s anyway, but we used to play them in the 80s. We were like the last standing board game players in the 80s, I think, before everything just died. Yeah. But stuff like Twister and Monopoly and all that stuff, they were all 60s, 70s, you know? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, because we we were trying Mm. to look for an 80s game and there weren't that many. But I got... Anyway, board games were awesome. Uno, all that stuff. Um, I got a bug catcher as a kid. I don't know if you've – I sent you a photo of the bug catcher, (laughs) right, for Christmas. And it was a thing you took out in the garden and you put a bug in it and you catched it. You know, you caught it and you'd keep it there and it would die. It would die on the bloody patio. <laughs> Might have been, you know what I mean, an ant or something. I used to spend hours in the garden catching bugs. Yeah. Um, and I just thought of the bug catcher. I thought, you know, I got one. Of, my brother and I both got one of them. Yeah. And it was fantastic because you went out in the garden, you know, you got a little ladybug and kept your ladybug or your pet snail or you put some grass in for it, which meant, Shit, really, but you know, stuff like that. Right. Well, I grew up in far north Queensland. So you would and, have caught a uh, snake, mate. You, we, I look. I had every animal you can possibly think of. Yeah. I've had frill neck lizards and tawny frog mouths and, uh, you know, echidnas and oh, bats and like all kinds of shit. We never ate our bats, so it was oh, very different. Oh, that's that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's it was very great. different. And yeah. um, 
Also, live music was so different in the 80s. There were so many more people that went out and saw it. Absolutely. Nowadays. It was everything. Yeah. Nowadays it's it's a lot harder to fill a room. But for some reason the venue owners think it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think it's yeah, easy. Right. Oh, it's easy. It's, I mean, we fill rooms anyway, right, without a doubt. But – it is nearly impossible to pull people out of their houses these days. That's and right. Get, to, get them to a gig. And trust me, I know what I've done fucking originals. So, you know, it's it's one thing doing it's one thing doing covers when it's songs people already know and may want to listen to, but mm. like doing originals and trying to get them out the door, I mean, it you know, that is a very particular type of audience, isn't it? And do you want to know something in the 80s? The cover bands were making no money and the original bands were making all the money in the world. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing, And for isn't some it? reason it swapped in about 90, about 89 or 9, 89, 90, where the cover bands became the bigger thing. Is that right? Oh, yeah, but in, especially in Melbourne. Cover bands were the shit. If you were in a cover band, you made no money. If you're in a, yeah. an original band like the Models or before in excess were big, you made you made money. Yeah, yeah. And um, that just goes to show you that people were willing to pay for entertainment in those years. Yeah, yeah. And now, hey, baby. Yeah. I'm just thinking, should we go to an ad break very quickly? That's right. We we should go to an ad break now. I've got to find. We had an ad. One of our little montages sent an ad in. And I've just we had a request to play a particular ad, and it's something that we uh, encourage from our listeners to send in um, old ads that yeah. they think, oh, yeah, I remember that one. Now, this one, I don't know who requested it, uh, Sammy. Do you know? Elki, isn't it? Elki, yeah. Elki Rittner something. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really bad at English. Like, I'm just going to. Elki Rittner Diary. Are you being serious or is that? No, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? El, El, no, I'm going to send it to you now. I'm going to send it to. I'm going to send it to you now. Have you got it? All right, lovely. So Elki has sent us an ad, and it's for fiber trim. Does anybody remember this ad? It came out in about 1985. Yes, it's a ripper. Have a listen. She could take fiber trim. He could take fiber trim. She probably wouldn't, she probably would. I don't think she takes fibre trim, but I think they do. He probably wouldn't take fibre trim, but she probably would. Now, I think they'd take fibre trim. So what is fibre trim? This is fibre trim. Natural fibre tablets from grain and citrus. When taken with a calorie-controlled diet and exercise, will help you slim and stay slim. That's fibre trim. Okay, coming back from the ad, what do you reckon about fibre trim? Oh, she must take Fibertrin. He. Oh, she must with an ass like that. I know. And what about the she guy with the with hamburger? Like now, thank you very much. Um, that was actually Elka Rittner. A hoka. A hoka. I don't know. But she comes to all our gigs as well. So I'm really sorry we can't. Elki, Elka, how do you say your surname? A hocus. Is it a hocus? I have no Let's idea. Let's just call you Elka. 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 What a legend. Anyway, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for Good sending you. that thank in, you. honey. She put it on the Rewind 80s band page and it's now, a ripper. Now, 
I did I did want to quickly mention I don't I don't mean to sort of um, bring the tone down slightly but I think it is very important that we mentioned a quick RIP one of our fans passed away um, in the last couple of weeks and we just recently found out about it. We were very upset about it. Mm. Her name was Luba. She was a fantastic woman. Uh, we used to see Luba at every single one of our gigs. Unfortunately, Luba has um, passed away. We're still sort of getting details about how it happened tragically. Um, but we do wish her family all the very best and um, we just wanted to express our uh, condolences to the family and to Jody as well, who was a really good friend of Luba's. So um, we will miss you, Luba. Thank you. Absolutely. She was amazing. She was yeah. amazing. And my parents loved her as well. My parents are devastated. Um, Lube used to sit with my mum and dad at gigs because mum and dad, my mum and dad obviously come to gigs. And um, yeah, it's just really sad that, you know, we've all left each other in this lurch and we're all in isolation and. You know, Facebook, all of a sudden I see this face pop up and it's like rest in peace and I'm like, what? Uh, it's just it's, – it's crazy because, I mean, the people that you meet at gigs, um, you sort of you, – you meet them in passing very quickly, especially for you and I, Sammy, when we're sort of making our way to the stage or from the stage. Mm. You have like very brief exchanges with these people um, – you know, you, you may not know a lot of about them, but you see them every single weekend some some of the time. And especially in um, in Luba's case, it was every weekend, you know. Um, so it was, yeah, very, very tragic to hear of her passing. Um, and and we hope uh, we hope she rests in peace now. We hope her family's okay. It's um it's all very sad. Okay, so just to change tack a little bit and pick it up. Um, we might mention our gig guide. Sammy, what do you got for us on the gig guide? All right. So we will really, we can only talk about next year's gigs because we're not sure about this year's. Yep. So for anyone that lives in sale in Victoria, calling out sale <laughs> in Victoria, <laughs> we are at the Wedge Theatre the 6th of March, 2021. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which seems like a long, long time away. Pop it in your diaries because it could be the next time you get to go out, Absolutely. guys. You never know. That's right. So I just thought I'd yeah. mention that one. People that live in Sale, because we have people all over the world listen to this. Um, yeah, Sale people, get your tickets. They're available now. And we are going to be doing a lot more theatres because I've got this feeling that venues in Melbourne are going to get a lot of cheap bands and we're going to have a lot of – just shit going on in the venues. Look, yeah, no, I don't think anybody will have too much money, especially venues. You know, it's it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. We'll, we look. We're, we're about to move into a very different age. I think. All right. So look, we're going to wrap up soon, but let's just go over a few more. We've 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 been talking about uh, offline entertainment, but. We've basically just been having a chat about the old days, really, and what we used to do sort of pre-internet. Now, I know uh, one for me, because I've always been into movies, Yeah, uh, we had a we had a drive-in theatre just down the road from us uh, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. down the road from our farm, and um, you used to have to – we lived out of town, but you used to have to drive past our house to get to the drive-in. So um, – 
what would happen is me or my brothers would get picked up by our friends on the way to the drive-in and, um, you know, we'd, we'd, you'd watch like a double feature. There'd be like a bit of an intermission between the movies where you could uh, go to the snack bar and bloody, yeah, you know, right. have, have a, have and a did chat they have and the hang snack out. Bar and video? There was a snack bar video, wasn't there? A little yeah, man, a licorice man or something. Yeah, yeah, he'd Cute. be like marching along. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So um we look the the movies were an excuse to just go and socialize. You you'd get there sort of early so you you could get a good spot. Often you'd have like four of your mates hidden in the boot as well. Yeah. Um so you'd have to sort of get in there and get settled and make sure you weren't being watched and get them out of the boot and bloody, you know, set up because um uh, if you had – you used to pay sort of per person or per car. Yeah. So sometimes it would be cheaper, especially if you squeeze lots of mates into the boot, just to pay per person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, really, look, the movies were an excuse just to go and socialise. It was um, – your parents would allow you to go to um, hang out with your mates at the drive-in. Um, not so much to go on a date because that was just sort of asking for trouble, you know. In, well, in see, I, I, I never went to the drive-ins for any of those reasons. It yep. was something for parents to go and see a movie with the kids and we'd fall yeah. asleep in the back of yeah. the car. So it was yeah. a way that the parents could go to the movies and take the kids and not get babysitters, you know, like we'd just be in the back of the car. That's so a good, my that's mum a and dad went one, and isn't it? A fam- s- the okay. family version. The family version. Well, we went and saw Saturday Night Fever, right? Oh. I was bloody maybe nine. And yeah. that was way too old for me, that movie, but I actually watched it because I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah. But a lot of families went so the kids could fall asleep and they dress them up in their pyjamas. I used to go in my pyjamas all ready to yeah. go to bed and then your family, your mum and dad could get a night out where they went and watched a movie. Oh, actually, I can remember that, like little kids in the in the pyjamas and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I did go with my mum. I think um, once or twice to the drive-in. Yeah. Because um, it was just down the road. This is when I was much younger, and then um, obviously, sort of um, when I was when I was older, I'd go with my mates. But I remember the first um, movie theater that I went to was the drive-in with my brothers. They would have been in high high school, um, and I think it was the first time that I was allowed away from my mum and dad, like out of their care. Yeah. Um, and that was to go to the drive-in just down the road with my brothers and we watched Rocky. That was the very first film I watched at the drive-in theatre. Yep. So there you go. Fantastic. Yeah. And I also thought today how lollies have gotten smaller since the 80s. Have they? Oh, yeah. Because my grandmother would... I remember the scenario because in now in the eighties, to go and see your grandmother was there was a lot more importance in that than what there is now. Yeah, I find right. that families are so busy doing all this other shit that the kids don't go to grandmum mothers on Easter or that it you know it, it's a different situation. We always had a close knit family where we went to my grandmother's, yeah, and my dad's mum was. Um, 
my grandfather had died, so my dad's mum was on her own. And she, when we went over, she'd put out minties and she'd put out raspberries and all those lollies. And the minties were fucking huge, right? This is going 79.80. The minties were huge. You get a minty today, they are fucking tiny. <laughs> like the Big Macs, even Big Macs, right? They were. Bi- it wasn't because we were smaller either. The packaging has gotten smaller, and the lollies have become smaller. Well, definitely, and like you, you notice sort of in um, packaging of like all foods that it's gotten smaller. Yeah. They, they, even if they, even if they shave away like five grams worth, that. That equates to like millions in savings for that company per year. Of course it does. You know what I mean? Yeah. If yeah. they if they can yeah. sell you five grams less and you're gonna not notice, then they're just gonna do that every couple of years, aren't they? Absolutely. You know? So yeah. I, I I didn't have much more than that. I, I sort of did the same stuff as you did. Bikes were a big thing back then to play in, you know, go out in the street and ride your bike. Oh yeah, BMX was huge. Yeah, BMX Rubik's cube. We have to make a mention. Yeah, the old yeah, Rubik's um, cube. We've gone through that a fair few episodes, I reckon. Um, we have, but for people that have just know, caught in and listened, they're going to go, "Why didn't they mention the Rubik's cube?" Look, really, it's sort of uh, puzzles and games and things to keep yourself occupied, really. Mm. But another one that I had, Sammy, was um, like brushes and sanity. Yes. Sanity sort of – sanity was a bit 90s. Um, sanity came in with like HMV and, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, but definitely brushes. Brushes was like a big 80s staple. So basically, you know, you walk into brushes and it would just be rows and rows of tapes and vinyls. I don't even think tapes were in when I used to go to brushes, babe. Really? Nah. See, tape tapes were massive for me because you'd get um, you'd get um, the singles would be on tapes. Yeah, no, this is way before they had that. When I used to go in, it was seven inch singles and records. Yeah, right, right. I don't even think tapes were even out, but I might have just come in. Yeah, they they were they were new, but they they definitely were because that was the sort of that was that became like the preferred medium for uh, singles being released because they they were called cast singles, remember? Yeah, but that and, was um, fucking late eighties, babes. Late eighties. Yeah, it's still eighties. So I was going to record shops, um, in eighty one. Remember? Yep. And. Cassie singles were really like <laughs> really late. Cassie singles. Cassie single, yeah. No, Cass single. Oh, we used to call them Cassie singles in the eighties. <laughs> Cassette tape. <laughs> Maybe we just couldn't afford tapes. Maybe they were more expensive or something. But um. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting it wrong, but we used to get vinyl all the time. Look, I th- I think sort of vinyls were coming out of the '60s and '70s and into the '80s, and '80s was really when cassettes came in, 
and then sort of came went into the nineties, and then in in the nineties, cassettes were completely sort of eclipsed by CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. They did try so, and bring in the mini disc player for a little while, and that never. Worked. Oh, they did too. Yeah, yeah. but look, like when you think about it, cassettes didn't didn't really have a a, a long run. You know. Yeah, in I terms don't think of they did. In terms of when vinyls came in, and they're still they're still huge now. Like they're still um, artists still release their music on vinyl now. They they don't they don't release it on um they don't release it on uh cassettes unless it's a gimmick yeah that's right well i mean vinyl started as a gimmick as well about five years ago and now it's all the rage you know we haven't seen vinyl being made in this country for years but however vinyl is the fastest growing um uh, physical medium of music yeah and i know absolutely vinyl nerd yeah, mm. but I used to go out and collect vinyl in the 90s. Yep. And no one had even thought about putting out vinyl records as, yeah, as right. new stuff. Like, you know, yeah. like a band had come out and do a vinyl record. It was very expensive to do. Yeah, yeah. Super expensive. There was only one, pla- there was only one place that sort of did it in the country and they were charging a lot of money. Now there's yeah. a few places doing it. It's become more accessible, I think. Yeah. But I love it because you have to listen to the whole side and then the other side. You can't just flick songs, you know? Well, it's not worth your while. You know what I mean? Like it takes – it's easier just to let it play through than it is to, oh, yeah, there's where the fucking line is. I'll I'll try to sort of put the needle down. You know what I mean? Like you – you wouldn't do that unless you're a fuckwit. You you would let it, <laughs> you would let it just play through. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in the eighties, that's the only thing we had was to yeah. let it play through, or yeah. or attempt to not scratch your record and put it onto the song you liked. You know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and this which sort was of hard. this this sort of um, brings to light another thing that sort of drifted out. Of of usage is um, track listing, like the actual list and therefore order of how tracks were listed by the record company and the artist. Like, oh no, this song should go second. This song should go sixth. You know, they were trying to create a bit of an emotional pathway mm. Um, mm. with the with how the songs were ordered in an album. You know what I mean? These days that. These days that might as well just be random because people listen to singles individually and they will skip through to the hits. If they're a huge fan, they will um, they will play the album, but they may play it on random. Yeah, yeah. You know, so tra- track order, like track listing, um, is, is something that's sort of fallen out of, of uh, usage as well. Not only that. Writers are starting to get annoyed because they've get, they're getting no credentials on the album. You know, there's no yeah, that's right. There's nothing on Spotify that says this was written by whoever. Oh um, God, no! You can't really get. And I know that. Uh, and and we're speaking of vinyl, and I must must make an announcement. Um, I am because I had a record deal in the UK with Energize. Yeah. Um. 
and they are now re-releasing my, my music over there as a box hey. as a box set. And I'm Fantastic. recording three new tracks. So for the people that are you? Yeah. And I can't sort of say what they are because they're covers and I'm happy to do covers, whatever. Um but it's gonna be super, are you gonna, super exciting. Are you gonna get are you gonna get me to do like ooh yeah in the back and stuff? Well, I'd really I'd really like us to do <laughs> um well I've well the thing is we're still I don't even know when I can do it because we've got to get out of isolation. So, yeah. I mean, the, the tracks will be flown all around the world, but I could record the vocals here, but I would rather do them at a studio or, you know, like I got usually going to Craig's Hothouse. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so um, apparently they've had demand for my old music, which was under Sammy Paul, and they want to put out a box set. So I was like this- at that stage in my life where I was like, you know what, I'm going to be of the age this year. Maybe I should just do it, you know. Is this because of Wentworth, do you think? Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, but it's the boys, the boys in the UK. They want to hear a little bit of uh, Stock Aiken and Waterman sounding stuff, you know? Yeah, right. Okay. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what yeah. happens. Uh, it could Exciting. be good. It could be fun. Exciting. Yeah. Well, no, we'll find some way of doing it. That'll be great. Yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. So um, I reckon that was a pretty good show for our first show being away from each other. Yeah, that's right. It's it's um, it's um going to be tough, but it's tough for, for us all sort of adjusting to this. So, um, you know, we've got some great episodes planned coming up. I think we're, we're doing um, sexiest songs, which I can't wait yeah. to get into. Yeah, sexy songs of the 80s. I've got some sexy songs Great. that we haven't spoken about yet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that'll be our next one. Fantastic. All right, guys, good on you. Oh, I and hope also we've got, sorry, darling, our poll on our Facebook. It is Tears for Fears Against Wham. You can vote for whoever you want to hear a show about. Oh, great. So we're doing another little survey there we to are. see. Yeah, so the- please vote because last time we did uh, Duran Duran and who? Spando Ballet. That's right. Yeah. And we ended up doing Duran Duran yep. and it's it's um um one of our one of our hit episodes, yeah, I believe. It is. It's fantastic. Yeah, so get on get on and, and vote people because um um we want to talk about what you want to hear. Yeah. And drop yeah. us a line anytime. There have been people that want more episodes. Can you Oh, I don't know how – I mean, it's it, it's okay to say you want more episodes, but we want to know what you want them on, you know. Um, there's a button on our Podomatic thing that you can hit, I want more episodes. We only do one a week at the moment. Um, but if you have any ideas, drop us a line on the Facebook. My God, feel free. One thing I'd really like to do in particular is go through and analyse specific albums from the 80s. Um, I, we do have plans to do a Duran Duran album. Um, but, I, I, you know, if there are albums out there that you really love, um, mm. whether, whether they're sort of old vinyls or, or whatever, if you have an, a, a, an album that is very special to you and you want us to sort of review it and talk about it, we will do a whole episode talking about that one album. Absolutely. So please write in. Please write in, let us know. And, Absolutely. And we'll get on to it. Absolutely, yeah, babe. Yeah. yeah, you guys, this is your show. And now that you're starting to Patreon and give us some dollars, mate, give us some ideas. That'd be awesome, you know. 
Guys, please um, share, like, subscribe, and comment. Comment on um, our social media and also on iTunes. Please give us a five-star review. You know we deserve it. And and please come on board with Patreon and um, become a, a, a paying subscriber on our Patreon program as well. Um, there are a few different subscriptions which you can come on board with. And um, we'd really appreciate the support. Good on you guys. Thank you. Well, if it's music, maybe or cool shit from, from the 80s, 80s. we're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal. Unreal.